When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. You can also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Uh, Last time we took a look at players who were helping themselves in a contract year. This time around, we're going to take a look at players who are holding steady in a contract year and also players aren't doing themselves any favors um, in their contract year. First player is Lamar Jackson. When Jackson got off to a great start, to this season and was September's AFC Offensive Player of the Month. There were people saying, oh, Lamar Jackson is making a lot of money. No, Lamar Jackson was not making a lot of money during that month. He hadn't sustained that level and he's no longer in the um, MVP conversation and that was even before he hurt his knee and he sprained his PCL on his left knee in Week 13 against the Broncos, uh, but is expected to return against the Falcons for Week 16 on Christmas Eve. He hasn't cost himself any money. The uh, only way he's going to cost himself money if he has, like, uh, tears an ACL, Achilles, or has concussions which jeopardize his career. We saw Dak Prescott, when he had that gruesome ankle injury, still got paid $40 million per year. Um, after they stuck a second franchise tag on him for procedural purposes. Jackson turned reportedly turned down five-year off worth $250 million of $133 million fully guaranteed. That's not the issue, the money. It's that he wants a fully guaranteed contract, which is right now an anomaly or an outlier in the NFL because nobody has followed up Deshaun Watson getting the five-year $230 million fully guaranteed contract from the Browns when they acquired him from the Texans. That's the issue. So either Jackson's got to give on the guarantee, the fully guaranteed contract, or Steve Bishotti's going to um, soften his stance. And he was very vocal in his criticism of Deshaun Watson and the fully guaranteed contract. He's going to have to change. If not, he's playing a franchise tag game starting to play it, and he'll get the exclusive tag, which right now projects to $45.248 million, and it's based on the average of the top five salaries, quarterback salaries, which is essentially cap numbers with some slight modifications, at the end of the 2023 restricted free agent signing period on April 21st. So that's where he's headed. Um, if Jackson comes back, Ravens win the Super Bowl, then he can pull a Joe Flacco when Flacco bet on himself and became the highest paid player in the league after playing lights out during a playoff run and was named Super Bowl MVP. Jackson can do that 
then Bishotti may not have any choice but to give him a fully guaranteed contract. So he's holding steady. Now, one of his newer teammates, I think, is holding steady in Roquan Smith. Um, Roquan Smith was acquired right before the trading deadline, um, the November 1 trading deadline, uh, from the Bears for second and fifth round picks and A.J. Klein. That's 2023 picks. Smith had a really acrimonious negotiation with the Bears during the offseason. Got to the point where he eventually requested a trade, and Smith, like Jackson, don't have agents, um, represent themselves. Um, presumably, he was looking to become the league's highest paid off-ball linebacker. Bears weren't willing to do that. Um, right now, that's Shaquille Leonard on a five-year, $98.5 million extension, averaging $19.7 million per year, where there's $52.5 million of guarantees. Now, if the, to me, the Bears had to trade him just for, for this reason, that they're going to have like $110 million of cap space. So they're probably going to be active in free agency. And if they let him hit the open market, given how the compensatory pick works, net gains versus losses, they're probably going to not get any compensatory pick for him. So it was either trade him, and I think this all came down to signability. Trade him or let him walk for nothing, unless you're going to stick a franchise tag on him. An off-ball linebacker hadn't been franchised since 2011, and that number would be $20.945 million. And I suspect that came up in the negotiation, and it was like, in Smith, Roquan probably said, hey, I don't like your offer, relative to the franchise tag, which you're either going to do or let me walk. <laughs> and if that number's almost 21, then why aren't you offering me 21? <laughs> or the average of two tags? Because <laughs> they definitely would have the space to do it. Now, that's no longer consideration. So, probably still wants to be the first $20 million per year uh, off-ball linebacker. And... I'm assuming he wasn't traded to be a short-term rental. They can't. The franchise tag's going to go to Jackson unless they work out a deal. So that does give Smith some leverage right there. Plus, he's played. He's kind of transformed that defense since he's gotten there. Um, heading into Week 15, since his arrival. Ravens are second in points allowed at 13.4. They were getting about 22.9 before he got there. They're first in yards per rushing attempt since he got there. They're giving up 2.8 yards per carry. It was 4.4. They're first in third down conversion percentage, limiting the opponents to converting 28.6. It was 34.4. And they're only giving up 55 yard rushing yards per game, which is the best since he got there. And they were at 97.5. And also, his arrival has coincided with uh, Patrick Queen's best football of his career. <laughs> so, um, I saw I put Roquan in the holding steady category. And it's worked out well for the uh, Bears from the standpoint that they shifted 
Nicholas Morrow into his weak side position, had Jack Sanborn take over for Morrow in the middle, and Sanborn, an undrafted free agent, has been a tackling machine since he got there. He's on minimum salaries for <laughs> through 2024. Um, so that looks like it can be a win-win um, for, for both sides. I'm going to say Dalton Schultz is holding steady. Schultz is not going to have the same production as he did in 2021. He had 78 catches, 800 receiving yards, and 8 touchdowns. That was a career year. And Schultz is playing on a $10.931 million franchise tag. The uh, He never got close to a deal with the Cowboys for that July 15th deadline to sign long-term. As soon as David Njoku, who wasn't nearly as productive as Schultz in 2021, signed a four-year deal for base value of $13,687,500 per year, that became his floor. So, I think Schultz is holding steady, although his numbers aren't going to be the same this year. He's missed two games because of a PCL injury in his right knee that happened, I think, in week two. So that's kind of slowed him down. And he was virtually non-existent in the games where he played, the three games he played of Cooper Cup, the backup quarterback, while Dak Prescott was out five games for fractured right thumb. There's not really a statistical drop-off when you isolate just the games that Schultz has played where um, Prescott's been on the field. If you project that out over 17 games, you look at the pace right now, the eight games, Eight games, he's got 31 catches, 412 yards, three touchdowns. Over 17, no, that's the games where Dax played. Over 17 games, which he played last year, that'd be 83 catches, 876 yards, six touchdowns. Very similar to last year. So, Dalton Schultz is probably still looking to top that in Joku deal. <laughs> Question becomes, is he going to get it in Dallas? The second franchise tag at a 20% raise will be $13,117,200. Now, they could franchise Tony Pollard instead at 10.1. Really a choice between Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott to me. I don't think both will be back. Pollard's going to be a free agent. Could let uh, Schultz walk because they use tight ends more extensively than practically anybody in the league. They got two cheap ones, really, in Jake Ferguson, 22 under contract for next year. Jake Ferguson, a 2022 fourth-round pick, and Peyton Hendershot, a 2022 undrafted free agent. Ferguson has flashed um, when Schultz really slowed up the injury early on and when he's been out. So it'll be interesting to see what Dallas does with Schultz. Um, Another one of these guys who was franchised, um, Orlando Brown Jr., has had He's been inconsistent this year, but left tackles are paid a premium. You could say part of his slow start was contrib- was because of him reporting to camp in August um, when um, after he didn't get a long-term deal by that July 15th deadline. He rejected a deal I never would have taken as an agent. Um, Kansas City offered him a six-year contract. Number one, He's 26. A Pro Bowl caliber left tackle at 26 should not be signing a six-year deal. Um, had a $30.25 million signing bonus. That's about the only thing I would like 
But it was one of these fake deals that, yeah, the $139 million would have made him the highest paid uh, left tackle in the league for now at $23,166,667 per year. But that's because the last year had $44 million. I don't like those. As an agent, I don't like these bullshit cosmetic deals. Excuse my language. Um, I'd rather have a real deal. It's 95 over the first five years, which is great right tackle money, which he's a better right tackle than left tackle, but wants to play left tackle like it, uh, like his dad did. So to me, the 95 over five, the real deal is for him to be a right tackle. Well, I think they're going to fr- uh, stick a second franchise tag on him. For 20% raise, that's going to be 19994 thousand four hundred forty dollars so he's kind of in a holding pattern as well another guy that i think uh it's holding steady jordan poyer and poyer wanted a new deal in the offseason didn't get one they added 1.5 million dollars of incentives he's in the last year a two-year extension averaging 9.625 million per year the only problem is Poyer's 32 in April, and 30-year-old safety is probably going to have his age held against him um, in the open market. If you Your best bet is to have your own team pay you. And if you look at the safety market, the top safeties, the highest paid ones have gotten deals for staying put. He's, the Poyer's not going to get in this stratosphere, but Derwin James, highest paid extension. Mika Fitzpatrick, next, extension. Jamal Adams, extension. Uh, after that, Harrison Smith, extension. Smith is the interesting case. Vikings, he's been there his whole career. Poyer was not drafted by Buffalo. But 2021, they signed him to a four-year extension, averaging $16 million per year. A little backloaded, but nonetheless, at the time, made him the second highest paid safety in the league. He was 32. You got Justin Simmons, same team. Buda Baker, same team. Eddie Jackson, same team. Kevin Byard, same team. Highest paid safety out of free agency. Two highest paid safeties out of free agency. Switching teams. Marcus Williams this year, $14 million per year. Coming off of being franchised as a playing at 26 this year. Um, and John Johnson, when he left the Rams in 2021 when he was uh, played most season at, at, at 26 at 11.25 million per year so that's not pretty now if you look at what happened with Tyron Matthew this year switched teams and he's 32 years younger took him a long time to get signed and it was 27 million over three years maxes out at 33 with incentives so <laughs> That's why I say Poyer's holding steady. I don't think he's done anything to raise the stock. He's playing playing phenomenally. Probably has a good shot at going to the Pro Bowl this year. But I think he's in the hold steady category. Um, now, let's move to guys who have hurt themselves in a contract year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Isaiah Wynn's an interesting case. He's on a uh, left tackle for New England. A $10.413 million fifth-year option. Been a primarily left tackle his whole career. They moved him to right tackle this year. He was awful for six games, got benched, then had a surprise start, I think, in week nine against the Jets over Trent Brown at left tackle, then has foot injury. Now, to me, he's been your left tackle. Brown played right tackle. I know when you traded for Brown from San Francisco when you won a Super Bowl a few years ago. You made him a left tackle. He goes to the Raiders, plays right tackle. Why do you leave Wynn on the left side the whole time where he's good and let Brown play right tackle? Didn't hasn't made sense to me, but I'm not coaching in New England. But as a left tackle who is coming off of a fifth-year option, <laughs> I'm not going to get the long-term deal I would like because left tackles are paid a premium. I want to go someplace... I get a chance to play left tackle and try to position myself to sign a long-term deal. He just turned 27, so you can spend time. Tackles can play forever, as Andrew Whitworth has demonstrated, playing till he was 40. Um, Dwayne Brown is up there. Jason Peters is still trying to play at, at 40. Um, get the best one-year prove-it deal I can, can, I can and hopefully um, – not take much of a pay cut, if any, from my fifth-year option price. Um, let's look at a couple of quarterbacks where things haven't gone right. Um, one being Baker Mayfield. Uh, Mayfield became expendable once the um, Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, and he made the mistake last in 2021 of playing through uh, torn labrum in his uh, non-throwing shoulder. Probably should have had surgery and called it quits because that led to um, Cleveland looking to upgrade at quarterback. He gets traded to, traded in July to the Panthers for a conditional 2024 fifth-round pick to be will become a fourth-round pick if he took 7% of Carolina snaps. It's playing on a fully guaranteed $18.858 million fifth-year option. Ends up taking a pay cut where he's making for the year $15.358 million with $3.5 million um, in incentives. And with this uh, trade, Browns had to eat $10.5 million of salary, converted to signing bonus um, on the way out the door. So Carolina is responsible for four point. Eight five eight million. Now, he's he's off to a horrible start to the season. Matt Rule got fired because of a uh, Baker Mayfield, not 
totally, but partially because Baker Mayfield couldn't save his job. But when Rule got fired, he was completing 54.9% of his passes and had a 71.9 passer rating, which were both last in the NFL at that time. Seems like he asked to be released a couple of weeks ago. Carolina did it. Then last week, goes through walkthroughs because of a Thursday night game. Doesn't really know the playbook. Leads an improbable comeback with the Rams, who claimed him on waivers. 98-yard drive and two-minute drill. They win the game 17-16. He's um, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He's the start on a go-forward basis. I don't – because Stafford – Matthew Stafford's most likely out for the year. So – He's got a chance to rewrite the narrative. He was definitely looking to be a backup next year. I don't think anyone's going to give Baker Mayfield a starting job this year. If he plays lights out at the end of the year, he can maybe put himself in a position to uh, find a job where he competes for a starting job. But probably still going to be probably going to be a higher level backup and get higher-level backup money. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's on a one-year deal at $6.5 million as a higher-end higher, higher backup. Joey, Jacoby Brissett's on a deal for $4.6 million, which maxes it $6.15 million with incentives. Um, but Baker Mayfield probably is going to have to go the route that a Mitchell Trubisky and a Marcus Mariota have gone where they're back up for a couple of years and hopefully get a chance to start down the road unless he just looks like he did in the latter part of 2020 when he helped the Browns make the playoffs and he was the uh, uh, play the best football of his career. But Baker Mayfield had a chance to put himself in a position to be a starter next year definitively. Didn't happen for you in Carolina. Now, two guys who signed bridge deals are definitely looking at being backup quarterbacks um, next year. Um, I'm going to just mention both of them. That's um, Mariota, who's got a weird deal. I don't mean contract, but a weird situation that he just got benched uh, for Desmond Ritter. And who they drafted the to the Falcons draft in the third round this year. Arthur Smith made it seem like that Mariota quit on the team. Mariota's significant other just had a baby. He left the team. He's had a chronic knee issue. Hadn't been on injury report all year, but he's going on IR to have knee surgery. <laughs> um, he'd signed a two-year $18.75 million contract which is really a one-year deal. It's going to be a one-year deal. He's making $6.75 million this year. There's $12 million in 2023, including a $3 million fifth day of the league year roster bonus, which was due March 21st. They ain't exercising that option. <laughs> That's done. <laughs> I mean, they're not picking up that roster bonus. That's done. He's going to be somewhere else and probably on a deal which pays him no more than 3-5 on a 1. That's where Case Keenum is. Joe Flacco's on a deal playing 3-5 for a 1. Andy Dalton, uh, 3 million. Most of these deals have um, incentives where you can make anywhere max out between 5 and 7 and 7.5 million for the season. Now, Mitchell Trubisky got first crack at replacing Ben Roethlisberger 
after his 18 years in Pittsburgh. Uh, he retired this year. He signed a two-year, 14.28, uh, $5 million contract worth up to $26.785 million uh, with incentives. Well, didn't take long for um, Pittsburgh to turn it. Um, Kenny Pickett, who they took in the 20th overall pick in this year's draft. Uh, Trubisky got benched in the middle of a week four loss uh, to the Jets. Uh, in the three full games he started at the beginning of the year, he had a league-worst 5.5 yards per pass attempt. It was 26 in the NFL for 60.2 completion percentage. had a 77.7 passer rating, which was 29th. When Pickett first got a concussion against the Buccaneers, Trubisky came in, played well um, in that game, and preserved a victory. This past Sunday against the Ravens, when Kenny Pickett had a concussion, threw three picks, Ravens offense stagnant without um, Lamar Jackson. He's probably looking at a deal. When he when he left Chicago and signed with Buffalo, it was in a neighborhood of two five on a one. Um, maybe he goes back to Buffalo and replaces Keenum as a backup. Keenum's at 3-5, but he's not going to be starting. He's not going to be, he has no shot to be a starting quarterback next year. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Finally, going to address a couple of tight ends. Irv Smith Jr. is snake bitten. Um, he missed 2021 for torn meniscus in his right knee. Um, played the first seven games this year. 22 catches, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Son IR um, for an ankle injury. We'll see if he comes up, back off IR. But missing all of 2021, he hadn't been. He was basically the number two to Kyle Rudolph um, in his first two years in the league. Needed to have a really good year this year. Year four injury plague. He's probably looking at a one-year prove-it deal. Outside of the Evan Ingram deal, the best one-year prove-it deal were Austin Hooper and Gerald Everett signed for $6 million, uh, on a one-year deal. Hooper with the Titans, Everett with the Chargers. Probably looking more like a Robert Tunyon type deal, I would think. He went back to Green Bay after tearing his ACL, $3.75 million on a one. With incentives, it maxes out to $5.5 million. Now, Micah Kisicki is a case where the coaching change has screwed him. Brian Flores getting fired and bringing in Mike McDaniel. He does not fit what Mike McDaniel wants as a tight end. He's basically an oversized receiver who is deficient as a blocker. Gesicki's <laughs> playtime this year has dropped precipitously from last year. Last year he's on the field 71.5% of the time. He's really the number two tight end. 
Haven't played more than 64% in any game. Durham Smythe is really the one. He's played 49.1% of the snaps this year. Caught 73 passes for 780 yards last year with two touchdowns. This year, 24 catches, 269 yards, four touchdowns. No catches in the last three games. Now, if Evan Ingram hadn't gotten $9 million per year on a one last year, I would think one-year prove-it deal for Gasicki the, in the $6 million range like Hooper and Everett. Now, if you got a team that is going to give him a mulligan for this year, he can still get paid in that upper tight end stratosphere. It'll be interesting to see if that happens, but he hasn't done himself any favors with his circumstances changing um, where he doesn't really fit what Miami is is looking for in a tight end. Well, that's going to be this week's Inside the Cap. Uh, Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also check out my CBSSports.com column, Agents Taking NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.